Chapter 45, Boom Boom. After the firemen and Nora left, Mrs. Tooley and Louie's parents sat at the kitchen table in Louie's house. Mrs. Tooley was weepy and dazed. Louie, do you mind checking on Boom Boom? Boom Boom? The baby, Boom Boom. Um, that's his name? Nickname. Louie's mother said, he's in your room. Mrs. Tooley can sleep there too. You can sleep downstairs tonight, okay? Louis tiptoed into his room, wary of waking the baby, who was asleep in a portable crib that had been placed between Louis's bed and Gus's. Boom Boom had chubby cheeks and long eyelashes, and on his head a tangled curly blob of black hair that looked like a burnt cauliflower had exploded there. One tiny hand clutched a corner of the yellow blanket to his chin, and the thumb of the other hand was snug in his mouth. You are the cause of all that loud crying, Louis thought. Louis lightly placed his hand on the baby to make sure he was breathing. He could feel the baby's warmth and the gentle rise and fall of his chest. Louis wondered if there was a Mr. Tooley somewhere, and if there was, it must be hard to be away from his son, and it must be hard for Mrs. Tooley to be on her own. And then he thought about Nora and wondered how hard it would be to have a baby brother who didn't make it and a dog who died too. And he thought about Winslow, who never knew his mother, and how odd it would be to be raised by strangers who didn't speak your language. Boom Boom awoke, caught sight of Louis, and launched into a full-blown howl. Immediately from outside came Winslow's loud bray. Louis lifted the wailing Boom Boom and carried him downstairs to Mrs. Tooley. Listen, he said, the baby cried first, and then Winslow started braying. Get it? Everyone looked puzzled. Winslow is a protector. He is braying because the baby is crying. Winslow is alerting people. Alerting people, Mrs. Tooley asked. He's saying the baby needs help. Protect the baby. Chapter 46, You'd Be Proud. The kitchen was a busy place the next morning. Louie's parents were making coffee and pancakes, and Mrs. Tooley was feeding Boom Boom who was propped up in a baby chair, slapping his hands in cereal, rubbing it on his face and in his hair. Nora was taking it all in, having stopped by to check on Winslow. In the middle of this, Uncle Pete clomped into the kitchen with a loud, Hey there! He had heard about the fire, and he was making sure everyone was okay. But he also had other worries of his own. A coyote had taken one of the newborn lambs in the night terrible, terrible sight what was left behind. I don't even want to tell you. Blood and mess and traumatized sheep. Nora pressed a hand to her mouth and muttered, blech. Louis felt as if something had dropped out of his chest and onto the floor. He didn't want to say anything, but the words came out of his mouth anyway. You need Winslow. There was a moment of complete silence as everyone turned to Louis. Even Boom Boom paused with his hand in his mouth. Well, his mother was a good sheep protector, Uncle Pete admitted. My LGD. Little gray donkey, Louis said. That's what Gus called her, Uncle Pete said. But it usually stands for a livestock guardian dog. In my case, I had a livestock guardian donkey. Nora was staring hard at Louis. You mean you could just let Winslow go? Louis turned to her. Winslow would definitely make a loud ruckus if any critter tried to get near those sheep, right? He could be with other animals, and he'd have a purpose. He'd have an important job, and he'd be good at it. You'd be proud of him, Uncle Pete said. 
and we could visit him, right? Louis asked. Sure, whenever you want, every single day if you like. Nora too? Sure. Chapter 47, The Best Donkey. That day, Louis and Nora took Winslow for one last walk up to the top of the sledding hill, where they sat and ate bologna sandwiches while Winslow munched grass. He's a good donkey, Louis said. The best donkey, Nora added. Winslow turned his head and gave them a long look before returning to his munching. Louis said, I talk to him all the time, not out loud, but in my head, and he listens. And don't laugh, but it seems as if he's talking to me too. I do the same thing, Nora said. He's very understanding. Louis tossed part of his bread crust to Winslow, who gave it a sideways glance and returned to the grass in front of him, as if to say, no thanks, I've got grass. I'll miss him, Louis said. But we can visit him, right? Your Uncle Pete said so. We could go whenever we want. We could go every day if we wanted. After school, we could ride bikes out there, except that, what? I don't have a bike. You can use mine. I'll use Gus's. Chapter 48, Settling In. After school, Louie and Nora walked down the road with Winslow and through the town and all the way out to Uncle Pete's, where they reintroduced Winslow to the animals and to his new home with the sheep. Hey there, Uncle Pete said. Want to help me with this? He carried a tray with a syringe and vials. Need to give that lamb its shots. Maybe you could hold it while I do that. Or you could hold it and I could give it the shots, Louis said. I know how to do that now. Oh, really? Well, sure then, go right ahead. I'll hold the lamb. Or I could hold the lamb while Louis gives it the shots, Nora suggested. Uncle Pete looked from one to the other, nodding. That would be fine, just fine. When Louis returned home, his parents were sitting on the front steps holding the mail. Louis's mother waved a postcard. Guess who? The note was brief. Hi, everybody. News. Five days leave in July. See you then. Remember me? Gus. Earlier that morning, Louis had thought. Earlier that morning, Louis had thought he would feel infinitely sad on this day when he had to leave Winslow at the farm. But instead, as Winslow settled in with the ewe and her newborn lamb, and with news of Gus coming home, Louis felt that everything was as it should be. Chapter 49. As Louis fell asleep each night, he saw a slideshow in his mind. Scenes moving by, some slowly, some quickly, some merging with others. The parade of images was different each night, offering up people and places in new combinations. He often saw his parents and Gus and Mac and Claudine. He saw Uncle Pete and the farm and Mrs. Tooley and her baby and a girl named Cookie. He saw an indigo bunting atop a golden sunflower and he saw a thin man on a brown bench and a jacket bear. He saw Nora in her bumblebee coat and hat, and he heard her saying, I knew it. He saw a little gray donkey in his arms, and he saw Winslow with his wide mouth wide open, bellowing the strangest sounds, and, see, and he saw a lamb curled at Winslow's feet at the farm. One night, Louis was wakened by silvery light pouring in through his bedroom window. The light shone a path across the room and onto Gus's bed and the opposite wall with the painting of the boy on the calf. 
He wondered if Gus was awake wherever he was. And did he see the same light? He wondered if Winslow was awake in his new home at the farm. Would the light be shining on the sign that Louis had added to Winslow's pen? Remember me, Louis.